You're listening to episode number 325 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Have I ever told you why we lost the Mint? I mean, I know you know that Binions bought it in 88, but do you know why they bought it or how the opportunity came that they would buy it? I do not know. This is another one of those things I'm doing, doing research in. I came across something that was news to me, and it's it's one of those things like, I can't hold on to this. i got to tell people about it. So the reason why we lost the Mint in 88 is we were in a recession, and Del Webb owned the Mint and the Sahara. He may have owned other places, but I know we own those two. And Dell looked at the economy and the market and saw that because initially Dell Webb is a construction company. That's how, that was their, their claim to fame. That's where they made all their money. They built a lot of the, the properties in Vegas that they would then, I think they even built the Sahara and they one day owned it. So Dell uh, was, it, it, we're in a recession. His casinos are taking a hit and he's taking a look at the market and he realizes, holy shit, we can build a bunch of these planned communities, like these nice planned communities, these expensive ones, and get cheap supplies now if we do it. We got to have a shitload of capital if we're going to pull that off. So he sold all of his casinos so he could build more planned communities in time for them to be ready once the economy has rebounded, that he, he would already have an arsenal of homes that was already built with cheap construction material, and he could still sell them at the, at the price points that... Uh, that he used to be able to. All this just, I mean, it's a brilliant business move, but you're like, oh, (laughs) we lost the mint because you had a brilliant business opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. I mean, particularly what a gamble you're taking. I mean, yes, inevitably the economy will rebound, but the problem is you never know how far down that recession is going to go. You know, hello, great recession. Right. Um, and then you never know exactly when it's going to bounce back. So he could have, I mean, I'm glad it worked out for him, but, and I'm, I'm especially happy for all of those people that in the 89, 90, 1991 era, when the rebound, you know, when the economy did rebound, there right. were all of those homes there and available for them. Right. But woof, what a, uh, what a gamble he took. That was obviously it worked out, but right. I mean, it's like that with it. That's one of the things that fascinates me about 
business in general is that it is always this leap. Like a lot of success depends on how deep your pockets are because you are most likely going to fail out of the gate. And how long can you hold on while you wait for people to figure figure out that you're you're good or whatever? Absolutely. All right. Well, listen. Let's start the show. He's Mark. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. Oh, Karen's still sleeping. That's why. That's why Karen's not here. <laughs> we had we had we had some. Di- so we're we're getting our bathroom remodeled, and they unfortunately were taking a little bit longer than expected, so we couldn't record like we normally do on Friday. So uh, unfortunately, that meant um, we couldn't we couldn't have Karen. But, all right, back to good things. Random Vegas. Although gambling was legalized in 1931 the state didn't begin attempting to regulate casinos until 1945 with the creation of the Nevada Tax Commission. Before that, it was just taxed. You got that from the book Of Rats and Men. That's the uh, Oscar Goodman, uh, John L. Smith book. It's a pretty good book. I know we've talked about it on, on the side. I'm really, really enjoying it. I, 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 It's one of those books I've had forever and didn't get off my ass to read it, and now I really respect Oscar Goodman. Like I, like before I was like, oh yeah, he did all the mob stuff and then, you know, oh, the happiest mayor, blah, blah, blah. But once you read about it, like, oh my God, this guy's smart as fuck. I didn't realize that. Well, yeah, and help me to jog my memory. I don't recall when it was written. Was he mayor at the time that it was written? I'm double checking for you. Um, so yeah, copyright's 2003. So he was... Okay, mayor. so maybe in his first couple of years right. as mayor. Yep, yep yeah, because I'm looking at, like, the last chapter is the happiest mayor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, so, for, you know, for listeners at home, I would highly, highly recommend picking up Of Rats and Men as well as uh, Oscar Goodman's autobiography, which is called, um... Oh, shit. I'm looking at my... I know, I, right? I, I'm I, no, I didn't... I, did, I don't have that. I, I'm, I'm eagerly reaching for Amazon. Yeah, you got to get that one because, you know, essentially these books um, where of rats and men ends Oscar Goodman's autobiography kind of sort of begins. I mean, it's it gets into oh, now, see, now you've got me really excited about it. I was like, no way it's going to fall. Being Oscar, is that it? Yes. Yes. Yes, you've got that. We were texting about it, I thought. Nope, nope. Not only am I buying it, I'm buying the audiobook. Suck it. Who are you? I, uh, I texted about sir, this. Sir, I, I, no, we talked about Of Rats and Men. I promise you I don't have... Okay. T- Tony. Okay. Tony. I know, right? Like, Who you don't would know? Kn- <laughs> <laughs> no, Mark. No, you don't have that. You're like, <laughs> like, Tony, I'm literally looking at my bookshelf. It's on there. It's on there. <laughs> Just keep looking. Second shelf down. Uh, yeah, I think you're going to love it. Oh, my God. Dude, it's even narrated by Oscar Goodman. I'm all over it. Cool. That's cool. It's without going too deep into it. He spends half the book talking about his pre-mayoral days, and he spends the second half of the book talking about his mayoral days, and you know, and what he deals with. And frankly, it's fascinating to me to hear about what's happening with Carolyn Goodman and her trying to, and, and the Las Vegas City Council in general, trying to handle and deal with the homelessness problem because he talks about that, Oscar talks about that in his book, Being Oscar, what? And, and, and trying to handle the homeless problem. And what do you do when you've right. got these folks who have mental illnesses? And, and frankly, you know, you get, and I'm not too proud to admit, but you get cities like, like Chicago and 
Detroit and Cincinnati where they'll buy one-way tickets for the homeless to go out to Shut LA. The fuck and, up. I guess, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> because if you think about it, you you know, you can be uh, this is a horrible thing to say, but it's true. It's a whole lot easier to be homeless in Vegas and LA Agreed. and Agreed. San Diego than it is in cities like Chicago and in Cincinnati and in Detroit that get cold. I've said so, it yeah, before. Yeah. If I was ever going to be homeless, I would, I'd live in, in a warm climate. Probably, probably wouldn't even be Vegas just because Vegas gets fucking cold at times. Like it would probably be a place that has uh, humidity that way, even at night I'm warm. Yeah. yeah. I I'd probably do. <laughs> I'd probably be homeless in San Diego. I hear that's beautiful year round. So <laughs> <laughs> we're planning alternate lifestyles. I know. Listen, this getting up 40 hours a week to go to work bullshit is kind of <laughs> tiresome. All right. All right. Talk to me about the twit pick of the week. Speaking of being homeless. Right. This is why I love Vegas signage and classic Las Vegas has captured the best representation I've ever seen of what it's like to walk among the Vegas steel and neon giants. This picture literally causes my heart to flutter with a feeling only describable as similar to that feeling you got in your stomach every time you were crushing really hard on someone. If I'm ever able to become... If I'm ever able to become... (laughs) (laughs) Reach for the stars, (laughs) If I'm ever... (laughs) If I ever become homeless... I will make it my life's goal to penetrate every old school sign I can. I know, I know that sounds like I just said I'm going to fuck neon signs, but what I mean is I'm going to find a way to sneak inside of them and perhaps call them my home. I'm now realizing I just tipped off authorities to my plan, but I guess that just means the game got a little more challenging. Right? And you can. I'm not good. <laughs> it is a it is a really cool picture. And so you will know this shit much better than I do. If you had to guess what circa do you think that was? Because that statue is in color and most of the statues that are outside of Caesar's palace are, are stone. I'm going to say the eight, uh, shit. Late eighties. Okay. Early nineties. It helps to know when they took down the, uh, the flamingo bloom, right? And I'm and I'm struggling. I, I know they've got it at the Neon Museum, which you have to take into account that they weren't preserving signs when they destroyed the dunes, which was in what was it? Ninety three, when they imploded the dunes, and one of the reasons why they finally got the Neon Museum off the ground, the non-for-profit off the ground, is because we lost the dune sign because it was destroyed as part of that whole, you know, show that, that Wynn did, and we, we lost it. And it's a it's a part of history that it, it fucking sucks that we lost. So I would have to believe that this is after 93 because otherwise I don't see why we wouldn't have lost this sign as well. All right. Julie Noden. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog. We'll feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. All right, so this was big, big news. Uh, Mirren is stepping down from uh, MGM Resorts. 
I really thought that I would enjoy this more, but like I, I it, this goes back to every negative thing I say about Vegas. If if it isn't just a straight up joke, it's it's me discouraged. Like, come on, you're better than this, Vegas. You can do this. And this happening is like, okay, let's let's, let's try and do better here. Let's not, you know, I'm not gonna gloat about what uh, what's happening here or. or well, I guess I kind of am here in that, but <laughs> Jim Murin, CEO of MGM Resorts and my personal nemesis, mired in overinflated expectations thanks to short-sighted decisions, nickel and dime fees, and a complete lack of imagination, has finally been vanquished after 22 years with the company, 12 as its CEO. Murin's tenure is a collection of brilliant moves that advance the evolution of the entire market, as well as some of the most short-sighted market-damaging decisions currently threatening the gaming industry. His updated resume will include pros. He oversaw two of the biggest mergers in the industry, absorbing two of the biggest names in it, the Mirage and Mandalay Resorts, and helped usher in a the next logical evolution in the market, corporate consolidation. Now the cons. He ushered in the era of resort fees on the Strip, he ushered in de-theming, pay for parking, and CNF charges. He invested over a half a billion dollars into renovating and rebranding the Monte Carlo into Park MGM, currently the company's worst performing property in the portfolio usurped only by Circus Circus. Split the difference? He nearly bankrupted MGM Resorts during the Great Recession by building the largest privately financed construction project in U.S. history, City Center, just as the Great Recession hit. And instead of putting the project on hold, much like Boyd Gaming did with Echelon, Murin decided to push on and orchestrated the sale of TI to Phil Ruffin to help pay for the project that brought you a very pretty, outrageously expensive office complex to the Strip. To date, the project is largely considered to be a failure. However, Aria seems to have found its place in the market. The other item of eh, good or bad is he sold three of the most valuable assets the company had in their portfolio. Mandalay Bay, MGM Grand, and Bellagio to Blackstone under a leaseback program in an attempt to raise capital to fund a casino in Japan now that they're, they're legal and they'll soon be issuing licenses. While not a popular part of the evolution of capitalism, it's important to give Mirren credit for facilitating the mergers, creating an environment that forced Harris to rapidly expand or risk becoming a target of absorption themselves, and so Caesars Entertainment was created. However, all three moves were based on a long-term investment strategy that Wall Street simply lost patience with. It also didn't take into account the rapid expansion of the Asian gaming markets. Regardless, Murin's tenure as CEO isn't over yet, electing to stay on as CEO and chairman until replacements are found. However, his power to make more questionable investments is most likely gone. It was also reported that he will be getting a $32 million severance package. That's totally fair. Like, it's not like some of the crazy ones that you hear, like, oh, I'm getting a $250 million severance package. Like, for getting fired? Right. Yeah. Or, or, you know, situations like even Steve Wynn, where he ended up having to resign in disgrace, but right. there was a contract in place on if he were to leave, here's what a severance would be. So, uh, you know, I, I got to say, I'm, I am not an MGM Resorts fan, not 
merely because of the uh, CNF fees and the de-theming, because all of that certainly does, to a certain extent, play part of it. I just, early in the game, not knowing any better, happened to have put, you know, hooked my little red wagon to Caesars Entertainment, and so that's who I've been with all this time. Mm-hmm. Hindsight being what it is, maybe I got a little lucky that that also ended up being the case, but it's neither here nor there. I... I'm interested to see how this will play out. You know, we have a a friend of the show who, you know, constantly rails against, you know, Jim Murren and and how the things that he does with MGM Resorts is then mirrored by other casino corporations that it that it causes a, a trickle down effect. Right. So because MGM Resorts is doing it now, Caesars is doing it, which now means that uh, Steve Wynn and um, oh, who's the Venetian guy? Um, Adelson. Oh, Adelson. You know, are do- <laughs> right. The Venetian guy. <laughs> Battleborn pins or Disney quality enamel pins of vintage Vegas icons. The ever expanding collection includes this week's featured pin. The La Concha Marquee. This marquee often gets forgotten about due to the unforgettable structure that was their lobby. I'm not sure proper credit is given to the La Concha Motel for being able to stay open with high occupancy rates into the early 2000s, all without having a restaurant, casino, pool, or room service. In late 2001, ownership was approved to build a 520-foot-tall hotel tower, a 645-foot-tall condo tower, as well as a shopping mall. But by late 2003, it was announced that the land was more valuable than the assets located on it, so they would be demolished. After raising $800,000, the La Concha lobby was successfully dismantled, restored, and reassembled at the Neon Boneyard. Available in three different colors, this pin will run you $10 a piece, but remember... Listeners can save 20% off your order with the promo code 360. Just go to battleborn.shop or you can find the banner ad and the promo code to the store on our blog, 360vegaspodcast.com. And, and, and that once one big entity starts it, it's, it's a door opening for all the other casino entities to do it. So in that regard, I'm, you know, I'm glad to see him gone. Right. He always looked at... In my opinion, MGM Resorts is nothing more than a, a balance sheet. One thing I do want to ask you about, and, and, and this is really more just pontificating wildly, you put in here, and I really love this part that you said about, uh, you know, facil- because he was facilitating these mergers, he created an environment that forced Harris to rapidly expand or risk being targeted for um, absorption themselves. So talk to me, how do you think that might've played out? Do you think we might've seen a, we would in 2020 be looking at a different Las Vegas strip had Harris not um, rapidly expanded and then become the, you know, essentially you go on the, on the left side of the road for MGM resorts and the right side of the road for Caesars entertainment. Um, God, that's a great question. And, and here's why I think, someone was going to have to do it because Hilton at the time was looking to offload all their stuff and somebody needed to buy it. Now, if, if there was somebody already in the market, you instantly dominate because buying Caesars, you get Caesars, you got Bally's, you got Paris. Uh, I think you got O'Shea's in there. Uh, like you, you instantly have a formidable foothold in, in the market. And I think somebody else would have done it if Harris didn't do it. So it, it's it's possible. I, I, I don't see Steve Wynn ever doing it. Steve Wynn has never been interested in just owning casinos. He wants to build them. Um, Adelson is 
kind of the same. So maybe we would have had an outside source come in and I don't know, because you got to remember, like not only did did they buy Caesars, but then they started to, you know, they ended up buying Imperial Palace and they start, you know, rapid absorption of, of everything from Harrah's down to Planet Hollywood. So it's almost like they... It's almost like they got overexcited and, and, and expanded too much, but that's that's neither here nor there. I'm getting lost in the weeds sure, on that. Sure, I do agree somebody could have stepped in instead, and we would have had, like, maybe Starwood Resorts or somebody stepped in and bought that Hilton Properties, and then they owned, you know, four properties in, in the market. I don't think MGM would have been allowed to absorb much more. Just, you know, antitrust laws at that point. Right. I mean, at this point, sure. you've got two major properties that own the majority of the strip while you still have Wynn and Adelson in, in the game. If if uh, Harris didn't do what they did, then you only have MGM as, as a big, giant bully. Yeah. All right. What what observations, what takeaways, what thoughts do you have? Or have you pretty much laid them all out in your pros, cons, and split the difference? So here's the exciting thing for me. My biggest concern has always been it's really hard to tell board members, hey, you know this thing that just made us, you know, 90 million, you know, last year? We got to get rid of that because people don't like it. When you have a new CEO come in there, it's much easier to go, you know what? We're fucking cutting, you know, some bullshit here. You know, we're, we're, we got to be concerned about this, you know, the future of our company. So we're going to cut this out and this out and this out. It's going to hit our balance sheet and it's going to hurt. That's a fascinating observation, and I will be interested to see what the new CEO does come in and cut out, because you're absolutely right. It's too close. When Adel, uh, Mirren comes up with it, it's his baby, right? He, right. he doesn't want to say he was wrong or, or acknowledge that this wasn't the, the smartest way to go. But you get a, you get a, a new sheriff in town, and yeah, he's going to go, oh, this doesn't make any damn sense. Exactly. I'm cutting this dead wood. Yep. All right. Talk to me about the 360 Patreon. So the reason I bring this up is we've had a lot of people asking about it. We've been doing a better job of promoting that Patreon exists out there. And I wanted to make sure that people who are still on the fence about it have an idea about what you get for $7 a month. Not only will you get the commercial-free version of the show and bonus content at least twice a month, you'll get access to our back catalog, which includes 22 episodes of 360 POV. 15 vintage Vegas episodes, including nine from the Evolution of Vegas series. That might be more helpful if I told you how many they are. I think there's 12. (laughs) 16 videos comprising of more than three hours of bonus content. We now have six Anyup episodes out there and plenty more coming. In addition to those, you get 360 Nosh, which is our dining podcast featuring Karen and Alistair. I tag along from time to time, but Mostly those are <laughs> those meals aren't aren't going to be culinarily exciting. <laughs> VP with 360, which is just random conversations about all things, not just Vegas, but all things while we play video poker. 360 Legal Lounge is where we break down the legal gambling law for you. We've got one episode. No, we got two episodes of those out now. Plenty more on their way, and you get early access to all things 360 Vegas, including. 360 Vegas Vacation RSVPs, which if you are going to 360 Vegas Vacation 10 and wanted to get to some of those premium events, you've most likely learned that if you are not part of Patreon, you are not getting them because I was so proud of our Patreon people. They really took advantage of the benefit of being subscribers and just 
jumped all over their early access and sold out. Sold out. I think we sold out of almost everything before it was ever even available for GA. So no shit. That's very cool. Yeah. That's that's worth uh, the membership right there. But yeah, listen, man. I, to the listeners. Mark and I talk about a lot of these things. I mean, he'll he'll share with me kind of where his head's at on on this or that. And frankly, you know, Mark, you made the comment about earlier in the podcast, the mint and white went away and you said it's just too cool not to share. For the listeners, Mark will text me a lot of these things. And then the next thing you know, they all turn up in this content that ends up being pushed out. So it's it's well worth the opportunity just to go back and, and, and listen to these things over and over and over the, the POVs woof. particularly if you're a ca- fan of the movie casino, good God, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun to get to be a part of and, and, and get to be a part of that creative processes as Mark would complete them. He'd ship them off to me and say, okay, just, just watch it and then give me feedback on it. Don't, don't critique necessarily the, the, this or that. I just need to get it. Your overall impressions. And what did you like? Or what didn't you like it? It's so fun. So, any rate, seven dollars a month seems like a small price to pay. And and I'll admit, I'm bad at. I mean, other than the promotions that we do at the show, I'm bad at making sure. And I'm making an effort to go back and identify for our Patreon listeners. Like, by the way, this is exclusive to you. I didn't know if you realized that because I was just releasing things. And as far as they knew, you know, it, oh well, we got more content. They didn't know that they were the only ones getting it. So sure. uh, I'm, I'm doing a better job of, of identifying what's bonus for you and making sure that you, you, uh, I'll tell you what those POVs do. <laughs> I yeah. was, um, messing with those the other, the other day, um, preparing for once that series is concluded and, um, dude, it's, it's two hours. I, I have two hours of video content that talks about this movie. <laughs> How the fuck I am not bonus features on, on the, the the casino blu-ray i don't know probably because i make these only available to the people who subscribe and scorsese right. scorsese doesn't subscribe <laughs> yet right yet that's right one of his people should be on this all right well tell me about the tex-mex d- delay Since its expedited closing in 2016, speculation has surrounded what would replace the Harley-Davidson Cafe on the corner of Harmon and Las Vegas Boulevard. Shortly after that closing, Harley's signage was removed and replaced with what felt like a premature announcement that Tex-Mex Tequila Bar would be coming soon to the space. While all of that was true, it was supposed to have been a moot point because it should have been open in fall of 2019. New paperwork filed shows that renovation plans have been revised and not only include an overhaul to the two-story structure, but the addition of a four-story parking garage behind it. In other words, this most likely isn't happening, and if it does, don't expect it anytime soon. Why would you put the signage up this early? Like, like a good example is uh, of what I'm used to, Sahara. Sahara did all their renovations, or most of their renovations, a significant portion of them, before they rebranded. Why would you throw your name on something before it's almost ready to open? I can only assume in hopes to build interest. Oh, shit, you're right. The classic Vegas thing where you're like, look, we're starting to build something. Do you want to invest too? Wink, wink, because no one's investing. Exactly. (laughs) Because we really need your money. Exactly. And next up, draft grievance. Las Vegas Metro Police, and apparently every law enforcement group who will be required to work during the NFL draft, 
have filed a grievance with their union. The complaint centers around blocked PTO time during the event, including declining previously approved vacation time. The LVCVA has already allocated $2.4 million to the project. No word how much MGM or Caesars plan to contribute to the 2020 NFL draft uh, as well. You know, I'll tell you, when I first saw this news story, it obviously was well before any grievance situation could, could come about. But I remember the RJ saying that places like Cosmo and Caesars Palace specifically, and all of those areas that are going to be in Bellagio, where it's like it's right there where, where the heart of it's going to be, all of the casinos were excited about it. They didn't think that it was going to be obnoxious having that occur it never occurred to me however that there would be this aspect of of metro police and those folks being you know negatively impacted i naturally would have assumed this is something you would have gotten buy-in from the law enforcement community before doing this right i think about everything i plan for vegas vacations and like i mean I love Karen, but this isn't something that she like, like the nitty gritty details about Vegas isn't something she gives a shit about. So having friends like you are super helpful because I air every idea I have out. Like I'm always looking for feedback. You're part of a, of a small group of people that I'll bounce ideas off of because I'm not comfortable moving forward with anything without getting at least the buy-in of the people that I trust to give me good advice. I, I agree. I was shocked that you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you guys haven't already worked out all the details behind the scenes before you started announcing this shit? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy to me. And, and even, again, I'm just thinking, why not sit down with, and I'm making this up on the fly, but why wouldn't you sit down with the chief of police, right. the mayor, someone from the, the, the city council's office, have your city manager, you know, have these, these people that literally run the day-to-day aspects of the city or, or are the policy deciders, i.e. mayor and, and, and city council folk, be there with your chief of police, with your city administrator, administrator, somebody from maybe even Clark County for that matter, and, and orchestrate all of it and have everybody's buy-in. I, I, at first I'm like, all right, they're just bitching and moaning that they're going to have to stand around and play, you know, play crowd control for a little while until I saw in here that it's centered around blocking paid time off during the event. And and time that was already approved. Yes. That's where I'd be like, whoa, whoa, I've already paid for my, you know, flight and my hotel and blah, blah, blah. And now you're telling me I can't go on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get, I, I, I I do feel like, I know that they're looking for something like 2000, uh, extra. I've even considered, uh, um, actually being a part of this volunteering to, to be a part of it. But like, I feel bad for the cops because it's not like you can, you can take a volunteer and be like, okay, so you're going to run security. Here's a gun and here's some mace. And what we want like, so they're screwed. Like they need these professionals, these trained professionals. But uh, yeah, taking paid time off, especially that's already approved. Yeah, that's bullshit. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for news. Let's move into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up. Vital Vegas reports that the International Eatery at Neonopolis has closed, or at least part of it has closed, so that it can begin uh, renovating into an outdoor bar. It's clever, especially when you consider just upstairs from that is the cat's meow, and they've got all that outdoor seating. Construction has begun on the second floor of the D to renovate the showroom and make room for a new bar, sportsbook, and kino lounge. 
in classic Steven standard practice. The space isn't expected to be out of service very long. That guy does really construct shit fast as fuck. Think about, remember when they were, um, they were setting up the casino floor so that way you could integrate the Golden Gate and the D and they were like, oh yeah, we're going to take care of this part of, like, they would just shut off like an area of the casino and have it built in like two days. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I, one of the things I have to give Derek Stevens extreme credit for is he makes sure that all of the dominoes are properly in their place. Oh, wow. So that Great the minute that, right? And the minute that one domino falls, every domino knows exactly when it's their turn then to be in line and get ready to go. So when guy A is done with whatever it is that he's supposed to be doing, boom, there's guy B stepping right in to keep moving. And absolutely, it's, it's part is, of the reason why. That is the most apt description of what he does that I've ever heard. You're 100% right. That's the best way I've heard it described. Everything is ready to go, and they're like, okay, are we all ready? Boom. Do it. Moonshot.com is the place where you can get your favorite vintage Vegas shirts. Incredibly comfortable to wear, available in male and female cuts, multiple colors and sizes, reasonably priced, and cool as hell. Options include this week's featured property, the Sundance. It's safe to assume that many of you aren't familiar with the Sundance, at least not by that name. It only existed as such for seven years, 1980 to 1987. You most likely know it by its other incarnations, Fitzgerald's, which it was known from 1987 until 2012 when it became known what it is today, the D. More than just another hotel casino in Las Vegas, the Sundance significance in history is that it was the last hotel casino Mo Dalitz ran. It's also the last casino on Fremont Street built from the ground up up until its current owners decided to build Circa. This and dozens of other vintage shirts are available at moonshot.com starting at $27. Use the promo code 360Vegas, no spaces, and save an additional 15% off your order. Just go to moonshot.com, that's M-0-0-N-S-H-O-T, or go to the blog 360vegaspodcast.com and click on the banner ad for moonshot.com. It's being reported that Illuminate, one of the finalists of the most recent season of America's Got Talent, will be setting up residency at Planet Hollywood at the end of March. Illuminate can best be described as the monstrously terrifying heffalumps and woozles sequence in Winnie the Pooh meets your worst EDC nightmare. <laughs> that was clearly written for me. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is, is when I read these, you I'm like, oh, I, I hear his voice. I know exactly how he would read this. Longtime listener of the show at Dustin of Holland helped to clarify for us the Saginaw connection in the Saginaw Deli we reported was coming to Circa when it opens. Saginaw is the owner of Zingerman's last name, Paul Saginaw. That is really interesting. I wonder if he's got any connection to... I mean, I know they say this every time you, you somebody has the same last name, but Saginaw is kind of a unique last name. I wonder if there's if there's any connection to... Well, wait a minute. Is Saginaw... Is that a, a Native American tribe? No, it's no. it's a city in, in Michigan. Right. I'm trying to figure out the origins of the city in Michigan. Oh, I'm sure it's named after Paul's great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. <laughs> right. that, that's what I was trying to get to. <laughs> China's new population control measures have come with a request to close Macau casinos to keep the deadly flu that has already claimed 500 dead. 
When Resorts reports, the company is losing up to $2.6 million a day, but reinforces the public safety is priority number one. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? Well, yeah, if you're if it's going to be closed down anyway, you you you, you spin it in your favor and go, nope, we, we agree with this. This is this is exactly <laughs> I, know, I know, right? You've been you've been politely in, in air quotes asked by the Chinese government to close your fucking place. What else are you going to do? I mean, this is this is a place where people have been afraid as long as they've been there that at any moment the government can be like, no, we're just going to take your license. We don't give a fuck. Exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> After 13 years, the organizers behind Vegas Uncorked confirmed they will not be returning in 2020. A spokesman for the event said, while it is not returning, they intend, quote, to continue showcasing Las Vegas culinary offerings, unquote. Details on what that means were not provided. Hopefully it just, they're done with that idea and they're ready to move on to something else. Right. It was recently announced that CeeLo Green's 16-show residency at Flamingo will not begin on March 24th as originally planned. Instead, the artist is focusing on retooling the performance in preparation for the start of the August dates. No word if plans are to reschedule the canceled performances or if ticket sales were so bad they have decided to cut their losses. I'm going to guess the letter. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly it. Bet MGM is a new app sports bettors at MGM Properties will have to move to as the current app, Play MGM, is being scrapped. The new app is expected to be released in time for March Madness 2020. How bad is your app that you completely bail on it for another one? And then you have to tell all the people who are using it, like, yeah, you got to go over this thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know because I don't have the app or, or have been involved with it. But that seems like now you're trying to get all of those people. And, and is Play MGM allowing them to say, hey... You gotta stop using this one to go on over to BetMGM. I, I would have download you, that. You would you would hope. I would have to believe they're, they're possibly even working with the same designers, and they didn't just come up with a better version. But maybe the infrastructure wasn't there to improve it. It was just you know, what are you gonna do? And finally, Forbes has recently updated their rating system to now include win and encore in Vegas from four stars to five stars, making them the largest five star resort in the world. That's interesting. I wouldn't have thought that. I mean, I mean, I just would have thought there would have been larger five-star resorts somewhere in the world other than when an encore when determined by Forbes. Right. I see. Because the first I, thing I thought I, of was who came up with this list. Well, Forbes, and I th <laughs> when I thought about that, but Vegas, the, the occupancy rates for Vegas are just insane. Most people don't need to build four thousand. Like I, I remember when I was talking with Park MGM's guys. And they were talking about how their casino at Monte Carlo, Park MGM, was a small one. and only had like 2,700 rooms. You're like, 2,700 rooms. I like, know. put that in any other city, and it's like yeah. the biggest hotel in the whole fucking city. Right. <laughs> it doesn't even make the top 20 in Vegas. Oh. Well, that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. is a portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. 
first is Harry Styles. He's performing at the MGM Grand Saturday, September 5th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $39. The Black Crows are performing at the MGM Grand Friday, September 11th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $35. Tracy Morgan is performing at the Pearl at Palm Saturday, March 28th. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets start at $42. Kesha is performing at the Pearl at Palms Friday, May 1st. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $37. And finally, Bush is performing at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay, Friday, February 28th. Show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at an undisclosed amount. I'm considering going to that show only because I've always wanted to see Bush, but God damn it. I know there's somebody out there right now laughing at this. and It's got me distracted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm like, what a dirty name. I love it. Right. Um, the only reason I haven't pulled the trigger on this is it's like the 20th anniversary of their first album or something. And while I typically do love going to concerts where the band will play like their, you know, some album in its entirety, this is a band that I've never seen before and I've always wanted to see. And I don't want my first experience being just that album. I want it to be their entire catalog so that's the only reason i haven't jumped on this um is because it does appear at least based by the name of the uh, based off the name of the tour that this is just going to be a a celebration of that album all right well don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists that we report on on our coming attractions calendar on the blog let's check the river got a 360 FHE. It's our opportunity to go out and explore the ever-changing landscape of Las Vegas and share that experience with you. This week, you went out and explored flights at Planet Hollywood. So tell me about your firsthand experience. So flights is located back by the V Theater where Blondie's sports bar is and that big stripper bar, stripper pole bar. It's back in, it's back in that whole area. And it's it's a concept similar to one that we've discussed on the show before that existed in Memphis where everything comes in flights you know so let's say uh, you want a, a fried chicken dish well you'll get it prepared in three different ways in really small serving sizes and they it, it's not as good as the one that we've discussed in Mem- I'm pretty sure we took you to didn't we in Memphis you did yeah yes, you did. so it's, it's not as good as that. Um, it's kind of like a, a less sophisticated version of it. Not saying that it isn't sophisticated, but it's not as like the place we went to in Memphis. That was like, that was high end. Like if I walked in in my shorts in this thing, I I wouldn't think twice about it. Um, but the food, the food was really, really hit or miss. I was really surprised by it. And the service was terrible. Like we literally, so the way that they serve these things to you because they come in flights is, you know, whenever they're ready, it's kind of like family style whenever it's ready they just bring it out and put it on the table and we ordered flights of of drinks like i got like a flight of mojitos and karen got a flight of something and i'm such a dick <laughs> like i did this what, what happened over here i don't know i don't know what she, she got something right. she did something that had three uh but it's, um we got through like our second food offer like we ordered like four things we had our second thing delivered uh, and our table was almost full before our drinks ever fucking got there. I'm like, dude, oh, wow. what the 
fuck is going on? Like, either you're severely understaffed or, like, and, and honestly, I think it was a combination of more heavily weighted towards our waiter just fucking sucked ass because we uh, we just kept true. watching him and we're like, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? We said, get, get our drinks. Bring them over here. What are you doing? Oh, sorry about that. Sorry. We're like, no, I'm sorry. Go. Yeah. No, fascinating. I'm, I'm at the, I'm at the, specifically the Vegas locations website. Yeah. So for folks, if you're interested, you can, you can order a, a traditional dinner entree. They, as I'm looking at it, you could do right. chicken parm or a burger or salmon if you wanted. But where it looks like the real fun is, is getting in and digging into these different flights. They've got a ceviche flight. Yeah. They've got, um, what else are they? Oh, a mac and mac and four cheese flight. So, you know, one is classic, one is truffle, one is bacon. I mean, oh, shit. Uh, mini pizzas, fried, different types of fried chicken. But then you look at their, uh, the, the cocktail menu. Right. Holy shit, does this look fun. Right. They've got, uh, at least for me and where kind of my interest would be, They've got three different types of Manhattans. Is they've yes. got a Manhattan flight and I thought of you several flight. times at this meal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This would be, this is this looks like a place that would be absolutely worth checking out. Even if you don't want to do dinner per se, but you wanted to pop in, pay right. nineteen dollars and get three different cocktails. That's that's a good time right there. Well, and we had. Uh, I mean, I know it sounds like I'm being real negative about it. I the the one thing I would say to to sum up this whole review is. I would easily go back in a heartbeat to try it again because the food was good enough and there are other things on the menu that I'm interested enough in that I can overlook that we had a really shitty, you know, customer service experience. But we'll, we'll come back and try the food again. Even though the food wasn't stellar, they're like, oh, no, it was good, it was good, but I want to try this too and I want to try that too. So yep. so that's, that's what I would say to take away most from this review is that yeah, it may not have been the greatest experience that we ever had, but we would go back to this thing in a heartbeat just based on the available options. Sure. The menu looks just outstanding. So if you guys do uh, try it, for sure, let me know. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it then for episode number 325. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas. And you can get 360vegas shirts, mugs, and quite frankly, anything else that we can slap a logo on. We're doing that over at zazzle.com slash 360vegas. If you'd like to send us some feedback, written or audio, you can do so by emailing us 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360vegas Tony. He just told you where you can find me, so... Till next time.